Welcome to the Acupuncture Marketing School podcast. I'm your host, Michelle Grassick, and I'm here to help you get visible in your community, take marketing action with confidence, and get more patience in your practice and more money in your pocket every week. We both know you're a talented, passionate acupuncturist and that acupuncture has the power to change lives. So let's dive right into this episode and talk about how you can reach more patients. Welcome back. In this episode, we're going to talk about some of the rules of marketing. These are core marketing concepts that everyone should know before they start marketing. Now, in a perfect world, I wish that every acupuncture school had space in the curriculum to dedicate one or even two entire semester classes to marketing and practice building. However, we know that's not the way the world works, and so most of us never learned basic marketing concepts. But that's okay. That's what you have me for. In fact, these marketing rules are some of the very first lessons that I teach inside Acupuncture Marketing School, which is my online marketing course for acupuncturists. I think it's essential to start with these ideas so that you understand why you're being asked to do certain marketing activities or approaches later on. Because I don't know about you, but I'm one of those people where if you ask me to do something and you tell me specifically why I'm doing it, I'm much more likely to follow through. If I don't understand why I'm doing something, it just makes it harder to carry out the activity and to be committed to it. So maybe you feel the same way, maybe not, but I do find that my marketing students feel more motivated and committed to their marketing once they understand how marketing actually works. Let's dive in. First, I'd like to share the definition of marketing that I find most useful, and it's going to ask you to think about marketing in a new way. This definition is really the foundation for everything that I teach, and I find it especially helpful for my students who feel like marketing is sometimes a little sleazy or gross. The definition is that marketing is simply letting the people who need you know that you exist. And this involves two things, teaching people that one, acupuncture can help them, and two, letting them know that your clinic exists in their community. You're simply sharing information, knowledge. If you tend to think of marketing as kind of pushy or salesy, then just come back to this definition and remember that all you're doing is sharing information to help people make better decisions for their health. You're just teaching them that acupuncture might be able to help them and where your clinic is located. For example, your marketing is just saying, hey, acupuncture could really help your knee arthritis, and my clinic happens to be around the corner if you decide you want to give it a try. An important part of this is letting go of the outcome of what we have just taught someone in our marketing. So what people do with the information we share is up to them. When you release a marketing message into the world, some people are going to say, yes, please, And then others are just not going to be ready for it. They're not going to be in a place where they're financially, emotionally, or physically ready. And that is fine. You've shared your message and they are probably storing that information away to use later on if they need it or to share with someone else who might need it. Here's an example. If you do a Facebook ad talking about acupuncture for knee pain for the elderly, maybe a younger woman sees it but thinks of her grandmother and passes it on to her. 
Maybe the grandmother says, I don't think I'm ready to try that because I'm worried about the needles or I'm just not ready to make a change. But that doesn't mean it's going to be a no forever. You're planting seeds, right? She may come back around to it if nothing else improves her knee pain and eventually say to her granddaughter, you know, we never did pursue acupuncture and I think it's time. Let's look into it again. So again, all we're doing with marketing is sharing information and knowledge that people can use to make informed health decisions. What they do with the info is up to them, but it's important that we keep putting it out there. Let me repeat the definition for you one more time. Marketing is simply letting the people who need you know that you exist, which includes sharing the information that acupuncture might be able to help them and letting them know that your clinic exists in their community to serve them when they're ready. The next really important concept in marketing is called touch points. Touch points are basically any reminder about you, your business, or your brand. This could be someone seeing a Facebook ad that you published, or bumping into someone at the grocery store and talking to them about the back pain they're complaining about meeting someone at a networking meeting, someone reading your blog post, etc., etc. All these things count as touch points. On average, across all industries, most marketing professionals will agree that consumers typically need five to seven touch points before they're ready to take action. What you're really doing with these touch points is building up trust. You are getting in enough touch points that you bring the person to this place of trust where they say, okay, I'm ready to make a financial commitment and ready to let you put needles in me. When we're marketing, this is also really helpful to keep in mind that marketing is rooted in building trust. This is also really helpful if you sometimes feel like marketing is salesy. Remember that trust is the foundation for all good relationships, including clinical relationships, and trust building is your goal. There are also different kinds of touch points. You could say that they're weighted. Some are warm and have more weight, and some are cool or cold and have less weight. It's a spectrum, and every touch point falls somewhere along the spectrum. Warmer touch points include things that build trust the fastest. So this typically includes meeting someone in person, live video, and recorded video. These are very warm touch points because they give the person the opportunity to decide in that moment whether or not they trust you, whether or not they want you to put needles in them or share their personal health information, if they'd be comfortable with you in treatment, etc. A really great example of a cold touch point would be a billboard on the side of the road. It's not typically generating a ton of connection. And I don't know about you, but very rarely am I motivated by a billboard to visit a website or do more research. It's just not building a ton of trust. The idea here is that the more warm touch points you use, then the fewer touch points overall you'll need to bring someone to that place of trust where they're ready to make an appointment. Now, piggybacking on the idea of touch points is the importance of consistency in marketing. Consistency is sort of built into the idea of touch points because if you have to get your message in front of someone five to seven times, that means you have to keep showing up in your marketing over and over again. You have to keep repeating the same message that hopefully appeals directly to your ideal patient avatar over and over. This repetition makes sure that they have the opportunity to keep hearing it and get in enough touch points. So if you ever feel like, gosh, I'm just saying the same thing over and over in my marketing, then you are probably doing it right. This is especially relevant for social media. 
something to keep in mind is that not everyone probably heard your marketing message the first time you released it or saw your post the first time you published it. And even if they did and they're seeing the post again, they need that repetition. For example, I will tell people, keep repeating your message on social media over and over. And they're like, yeah, but I already mentioned it once three weeks ago. Okay, no problem. (laughs) Some of your followers were not online when you published it. And some of them who were online, the algorithm may have chosen not to show it to them. So to get your message out in front of the broader audience, you do need to keep repeating it every couple of weeks at least. And if you happen to hit on some of the people who've already seen it, it's good for them to hear it again. The last marketing concept that I'd like to share with you today is the idea of features versus benefits. There's a marketing adage that says features tell, benefits sell. What the heck does that mean? This is all about writing your marketing message from the perspective of your ideal patient avatar. If you missed it, I recommend listening to the previous episode all about identifying your ideal patient avatar and how to apply it in your marketing. In that episode, we do a deep dive. So if you're not familiar with it, definitely go back and give it a listen. Features are when you simply list facts. I see this a lot in advertisements where acupuncturists will just list facts like their credentials, education, and then list their clinic location. No call to action or a very thin, pale call to action. No direction or motivation for the audience. Just a series of facts. And this is a whole episode unto itself that we'll save for another day how to write advertisements that actually convert. But for now, let's use the example of a Facebook ad. And in the caption, it says, Michelle Grassick is a licensed acupuncturist. She is board certified and a diplomat of yada yada. She specializes in XYZ style of cosmetic acupuncture, and she's clean needle technique certified. Make an appointment today. Okay, so this is just a list of facts about me as a professional that honestly means very, very little to potential patients. Sure, they're happy to know that I'm qualified for my job and that I have done continuing education, that I have a specialty, but it doesn't speak to their particular interest in themselves. Let's be honest. Benefits on the flip side of this are when you talk about why those facts should matter to the potential patient. Explain to them why should they care In the case of cosmetic acupuncture, I would come at it from the angle that I specialize in a kind of acupuncture that helps reduce fine lines and wrinkles and helps your skin look fresh and more youthful. Because these are the things that people care about. They don't care about the specific style of cosmetic acupuncture that I do or my credentials, etc. Now, as an aside, you can still use the phrase cosmetic acupuncture, of course. I do think it generates a lot of questions and really piques people's interest. They're like, ooh, I haven't heard of that. What is it? But it's not typically enough just to say cosmetic acupuncture because that generates more questions than clarity. You want to spell it out for them. What's in it for them? So think about the things that are troubling them, their wrinkles, their aging, the condition of their skin as they get older, etc. And then describe the outcome, the happy, rosy, sunshiny outcome after a series of treatments. And this is within reason, of course, we're just being honest that acupuncture can relieve or eliminate certain symptoms. Okay, so don't be afraid to describe how wonderful that would feel to them from their point of view. One more thing to consider here 
In the first episode, we talked about how, in many ways, people don't care so much about the specific modality we are using to make them feel better. And I know this is a big shift in our thinking when we're thinking about marketing acupuncture, but it's not always necessary to talk so much about acupuncture itself. Whether we help people with acupuncture, chiropractic, massage, herbs, etc., that's not nearly as important to people as the outcome of feeling better. So this is why we're not really emphasizing our studies and our credentials because that's all stuff that doesn't resonate with the patient as much as hearing about their own symptoms. And I do understand really that this is difficult because honestly, we love this medicine and we want to talk about how deep and powerful it is. I mean, gosh, it's So true. I'm in awe of traditional Chinese medicine every day in clinic. But most people are just not in a place yet where they're committed to their wellness on that deep level, where they're thinking to themselves, I want to learn to live, eat, exercise, and sleep with the seasons. They're not necessarily ready for this whole new lifestyle, or they don't understand that they need it. Instead, they're like, I'm freaking constipated, and I want you to make me feel better. That's objective number one. Once you get their attention and convince them that you can help, then you have the opportunity to bring in all of the power of Chinese medicine to transform their life and have those conversations. All right, I hope these core marketing concepts help you think about marketing differently, feel committed to consistency in your marketing, to get in enough touch points and build up that trust. And I hope that you remember these concepts if you ever feel worried that marketing is going to make you feel pushy or salesy. Just make sure you're approaching your marketing from the angle that marketing is simply letting the people who need you know that you exist. And that includes helping them understand that acupuncture can help them and letting them know that your clinic is available whenever they're ready for you. If you need more help with these concepts or with getting organized and strategic with your marketing, definitely check out my online course, Acupuncture Marketing School. I'll include the link in the show notes. And don't forget to visit my website, michellegrassig.com, to grab your free marketing downloads. I have worksheets and checklists for you guys. I absolutely love creating these things for you. So good. And you are more than welcome to email me at michelle at michellegrassic.com. Talk to you soon.